What is up guys, it is Quinn here back with another video and today I'm gonna to be going through my top 24 rookie rankings. It's gonna be you know every position here, super flex, so quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, just my top 24, and then also splitting them up into different tiers so you can kind of see what players you know are close together in my rankings. I think in a previous video, I had mentioned that I was gonna be talking about this free agency class. And honestly, I was planning on doing a video like after day one, after day two, but just the way like the free agents have kind of been signing, it started off really slow. So after day one, you know, we barely had any fantasy relevant guys. Now, you know, things have definitely started to pick up, but I feel like there are still, you know, some bigger signings up in the air. Like right now when I'm recording this, we still have Aaron Rodgers, you know, we think he's going to the Jets, but we're just not positive. So I think for free agents, I'm actually just going to do like a big video, you know, once most of the big names have signed or been traded. Um, and then just kind of talk about the takeaways from there. But this specific video, looking at my top 24 dynasty rookie rankings, remember this is going to be super flex and this is for fantasy. This is not like my you know overall real life NFL rankings. This is for dynasty fantasy football, my rookie rankings, and let's just jump right into it. So tier one, I have one player in tier one and it is Bijan Robinson from Texas. Right now in keep trade cut, he's viewed as like a back end uh, first round startup pick. So just the value from him to really any of the guys in tier two is pretty extreme. He's going to step in and likely be viewed as the RB1, you know, at worst, like RB2, RB3 in the NFL. He's going to go in the first round. So I have no reason to uh, move Bijan Robinson off of my number one spot. Now, moving into tier two, I basically just have uh, three of the quarterbacks at like number two, three and four in my rankings. So I've got Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and Anthony Richardson. To be totally honest, I feel like a decent argument could be made for any of these guys to be the quarterback one. Bryce Young, he's kind of been the front runner, um, you know, all season long and, you know, even heading into the offseason. With CJ Stroud, we have him now likely going to be the first round pick or the first pick overall. He's the betting favorite. And then, I mean, Anthony Richardson just has an absurd ceiling. I do think, you know, as we get closer to draft day, if we're very confident that Anthony Richardson is going to be like a top five pick, you know, goes number three, number four, even number five, I feel like I kind of have to put him as my QB one in this class, just because the upside is so absolutely wild. All he really needs to do is step on the field and showcase his legs and his value is still going to grow. So this is how I have it right now. But like I said, Richardson could move up, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, whichever guy you like there more, you know, I'm not going to push too hard against it. And then the uh, final player in tier two here is going to be Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. So the only non-quarterback in this tier. For me, he is my clear-cut wide receiver one in this class. I think he's also separated himself from the other tier three guys. So I do like him here up in tier two and uh, my fifth overall player. Now moving into tier three, I'm going to start it off with Will Levis from Kentucky. Now, I know he's not a super, you know, overly popular prospect. I think of all the top quarterbacks, you know, maybe him and Richardson, they are the guys who have like the most haters. Um, but in super flex with how valuable the quarterback position is, if we have a quarterback who's likely going to be picked top 10, that guy really can't fall later than like a mid first round pick in rookie drafts. He has all the physical tools. He just has to put it all together. Now, is this like a guarantee he's going to put it all together? No, but I mean, if he, you know, has those talents, he's able to translate to the NFL. And now we're looking at him as like a, you know, top 30 dynasty asset. So I think the values there on Will Levis, I totally understand if you're out on the prospect and you don't want to trade out of the spot or maybe take one of these guys after. But for me with the positional value, I'm going to have him here leading off in tier three. 
Behind him, I have Quinton Johnston out of TCU. He is my uh, wide receiver two in this class. As we all know, the dude is super physically talented, still a little raw in terms of uh, you know his overall skill, his well-roundedness, but this is a guy where you're taking a swing on someone with a crazy ceiling. Right now, he looks locked into the first round. You know, It kind of seems like it's going to be between Johnston and uh, JSN to be the first wide receiver off the board, so I think this is a good spot for him, You know, kind of in the uh, second spot in tier three. Now, also in tier three, I have Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. I really think, you know, people are probably going to be going back and forth on like Levis, Johnston, Gibbs, obviously three different positions. Um, There's going to be different confidence in these guys. That's why they're all in the same tier. I really like all of them, you know, in terms of their value. So you could be flipping these guys around. For me with Gibbs, he is a little bit tough to rank just because he has the skill set of some of these elite fantasy running backs, right? When we're looking at some of the more undersized guys, the Ecklers, the McCaffreys, like Jameer Gibbs kind of has that skill set, but it's also tough to project a guy who is undersized to kind of just come in and be this like elite high-level RB1. I think he's just going to need a landing spot where they're going to give him 14, 15, 16 opportunities a game, get him super involved as a pass catcher. And that's really where he's, you know, kind of going to make his value in fantasy football. Like I said, he came in undersized 5'9", sub 200. And I mean, he came in at 199. And that's probably with him like, you know, chugging water the night before. So he may even be a little bit smaller than that. But we know he's a great athlete, ran a 4.3640. Like I said, fantastic pass catcher. And I actually think he is pretty underrated as a runner. Um, Like even between the tackles, it's just a question of whether or not he's going to have the opportunity to do that at the next level. And then actually right behind him, I'm sticking at the uh, running back position. And that's where I have Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA. I think there's a pretty decent fall off at the running back position after Charbonnet. I think we have Gibbs and uh, Charbonnet kind of locked into probably round two. And then after that, I feel like a lot of those other running backs are going to be going round three, you know, round four, getting into day three picks. Maybe one of those other guys kind of sneaks into round two, but I just don't have a great read on what guy that would be at this point. For Charbonnet, he is a super well-rounded profile. He has the workhorse size. He put together back-to-back monster seasons at UCLA. He's a guy who caught passes, 61 receptions in the past two seasons. And like I said, he'll have the draft capital. So definitely a very well-rounded profile for Mr. Zach Charbonnet. And then uh, rounding out tier three, this was a guy that I kind of had a tough time deciding between tier three, like bottom of tier three, and then top of tier four. I ended up putting Jordan Addison at the very end of tier three. Like I said, I think he's stuck between those. If you think he's a tier four guy, you know, I'm cool with it. I do think he's well below Quinton Johnston in terms of, you know, being a rookie pick, but I also do think he's just a little bit better off than some of those tier four wide receivers. He's a guy who's definitely had his draft capital hurt by his uh, combine performance. Definitely didn't test well, came in pretty small, was not the athlete you would want for someone, you know, with that kind of smaller stature. But I don't think we can just completely, you know, throw away his fantastic college production because he came in, you know, not super athletic. Maybe he doesn't have that crazy ceiling. Maybe he's not going to be a consistent top 10 wide receiver for fantasy. But I think he's a guy who can give you a lot of really solid, like wide receiver two seasons, a guy who's a mid-tier wide receiver two year after year. So that's where I have Jordan Addison right now. 
And then just looking into tier four, I just have three wide receivers here. It's guys who are super close together in my rankings, Zay Flowers, Josh Downs, and Jalen Hyatt. You know, these guys all kind of bring different things to the table. I'm sure some people are very high on Jalen Hyatt after like, you know, his crazy junior season. We had Josh Downs, who's kind of carried by a massive sophomore season. And then Zay Flowers has the production, you know, from a non-powerhouse school. Now shifting into tier five, I'm going to be starting it off with back-to-back tight ends. So starting off this tier, it's going to be Dalton Kincaid. And then right behind him, I have Michael Mayer. I think in general, this is just going to be a very, very strong tight end class, both for fantasy and for a real life NFL. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be in the minority here having Kincaid as my tight end one. I think a lot of people are going to go with Mayer or, you know, maybe even a guy like Darnell Washington. But for me right now, uh, Dalton Kincaid will be my tight end one. I still think Mayer is probably going to be the uh, first tight end off the board. And I think in general, as like a real life NFL tight end, I think Michael Mayer is definitely the more well-rounded option. But when we're looking at ceiling for fantasy football, right, for fantasy, the tight end eight, nine, 10, no one cares about those guys. The difference from like a mid-tier tight end one to a mid-tier tight end two is basically nothing. We want to shoot for the upside. We want those tight ends that are going to be going, you know, 13, 14, 15 plus points per game. And when we're looking at ceiling, I think Dalton Kincaid has, you know, the most potential in this class to be an elite high-end tight end one. He's a better athlete. He's coming off a super impressive 890-yard, eight-touchdown season. And, you know, maybe he'll test somewhat poorly at his pro day. For me right now, if he, you know, lives up to what I'm expecting from him out of that pro day testing, I'm going to keep him here, you know, as my tight end one in this class. For uh, Mayer, I think, you know, he's going to be a first round pick and I do expect him in his NFL career to be a solid top 12 fantasy tight end. I just don't know if he has that same ceiling of a guy like Dalton Kincaid, just because he's not going to test as an elite athlete. Now sticking around in tier five, this is just going to be a huge chunk of running backs that I have in a similar tier. So we're going to have A-Chain, Tajay Spears, Roshan Johnson, and Sean Tucker. We're going to have them in that order. If you're flipping these guys around, you know, I'm not super concerned. This is a variety of different player types here. You've got some of the smaller backs. You have some of, you know, the bigger guys, some three down backs, some guys who you may just need a few touches like an A-chain. I think they all have their own concerns and their own positives. And for all four of these guys, I feel like the draft capital is pretty up in the air. I'm pretty sure all these guys are going to be going round three, round four, but you know, maybe one of them sneaks into round two, maybe one of them surprisingly falls later on. And then, you know, if that happens, we will reevaluate from there. Now, shifting into tier six, just like tier five, we're going to start off tier six with a tight end. And this is where I have Darnell Washington out of Georgia, you know, starting off my tier six. He's honestly a guy that I do kind of struggle to rank because he has some clear positives. I mean, with the size, he is pretty much a freak athlete. It does seem like his ceiling is pretty high at the tight end position, but then we have, you know, a lack of college production and then he's an absurd blocker, but does that potentially hurt him? You know, take him off in terms of not running as many routes as some of the other top, uh, you know, tight ends we're going to see out there. We do have history with a guy like Kittle who didn't really produce super well in college, but he had the athleticism and, you know, obviously is having a great NFL career, but are we trying to bet on an outlier like George Kittle? For me, you know, I'm not sure. I'd be willing to take him as like, mid to back end second round. But right now, I think any earlier, like I'm not going to be spending an early second round pick on Washington at this point. I understand you can kind of excuse away the lack of production just because he was playing behind Brock Bowers, who obviously is, you know, probably going to be the tight end one next season. 
But for me, you know, I think we just have to kind of weigh the clear pros and then also the clear concerns with Darnell Washington. Now we're going to have some wide receivers here in tier six. The uh, first one here is going to be Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma. He tested super well. Oklahoma's wide receiver one in all three of his seasons there. And for Mims, we're really just hoping for round two draft capital. If I had to guess, I think he's probably going to be picked mid to late second round, which I think would be very solid for fantasy. And then behind him, we have Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. I think, you know, once again, I'm probably higher on him than consensus. Super productive in college, you know, isn't going to test crazy well, didn't do anything wild at the combine. You know, it's probably underwhelming if you didn't really know his play style heading into it. I think in terms of PPR scoring, I think he could be a really strong weapon that could come in and make an impact from day one if he does have the right landing spot. The only problem here with Hutchinson is with some of these other wide receivers that I'm not as high on, they could end up going like round two, round three, whereas I don't think it would be a complete shocker if Hutchinson falls to day three. But if you're going day three, you know, the likelihood of you hitting is definitely not great. So we're hoping for day two there uh, with Hutchinson. And then we have Hendon Hooker here out of Tennessee. You know, if you just looked at this dude's college numbers, you would probably think he'd be lined up to be like a top 10 pick in this draft. This past season, he threw for 3,135 yards, 27 touchdowns, two interceptions, and completed almost 70% of his passes. And that was in a season where he didn't even get to complete it because uh, you know he tore his ACL. Also has some rushing upside, rushed for over a thousand yards on the ground over the past two seasons. Like I mentioned, you know he is coming off the ACL, so there's a concern there. He probably won't be ready to play in 2023 because if you're a rookie, you know, and you're not getting those reps before the season, it's tough to see you know a team throwing him into the starting role if he's getting healthy, you know, mid 2023. And then he also is already a very old prospect at 25 years old. And he's coming from a college system that really doesn't translate well to the NFL. But I still think, you know, the quarterback position, the value we place on it, I think he'll probably go in the second round of the NFL draft. Um, I think he's worth a shot in like the late second, early third round of uh, fantasy rookie drafts. And then to wrap up tier six here, honestly, I feel like we could have gone with a bunch of different players here. I ended up going with Tank Bigsby. Um, to wrap up tier six, we could have seen some other running backs, you know, Miller, Abanaconda, Evans, Brown, all these guys could be in the mix, maybe even another one of these super athletic tight ends. Um, the problem with Bigsby here, he just never took that massive jump from his freshman season. Everything wasn't great around him, you know, throughout his career. I think he's probably going to be around three, four pick. I think someone who's a decently well-rounded back, I just don't know exactly what that role is going to be, you know, in the NFL level, but that is going to wrap it up for my top 24 rookie rankings and my tiers. Let me know what you guys think down below in the comment section. Like I said, I will try to get into the free agents, you know, once we kind of have almost everything kind of decided. Hopefully that Rodgers deal gets done soon. You know, maybe a few more of these wide receiver signs, some of the top running backs that are available, and then I'll be able to go over, you know, a complete overview. But that is going to wrap it up for this one. Thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.